Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Hi, and thank you, and welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I am Morgan Brian Birch, age 11 and a half, currently in sunny LA, and today we will be talking about some great topics, such as Endgame, Jason Bourne, Suicide Squad, and all the difference. Right now, I am talking to Benjamin, who is 11 years old in Washington, D.C., about Endgame. So, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am great. Now, I want to let everybody know that this movie is based off stress. That is a game that is so yet simple and yet complex and difficult at the same time. And that it was coming to your TV screen in this great film called Endgame. What's the plot of this film other than chess? Well, chess is sort of a character in the film. It's what gets the main character to success. So it follows a kid, and ever since he was young he has learned chess from his grandmother so it but he's always felt in the shadow of his older brother who's very good at football and when tragedy strikes he tries to become a chess champion wow that's an amazing that is an amazing film i have watched this as well and the acting in this film was done very well what did you think about the acting I thought that the younger actors did a very good job and put a lot of effort into their roles. Yes, definitely, because Rico Rodriguez, who plays Jose in this film, uh, is from Modern Family, and that's a comedy, and this is like more of a drama. So he really had to bring it down quite a bit, and he did an amazing job of doing that. Now, did you like the style of this film? Yeah. And what was your favorite scene, or character um there I, this, my favorite character is mr alvarado because he put a lot he never gave up on the children and he even had to spend his own rent money to get them to the championships plus that's a great idea really to make detention in the chess and i would like totally be in detention all the time because i love playing chess myself so it's like yeah that sounds like fun and what was your favorite scene I didn't really have a favorite scene. Oh, I thought a couple of the scenes where the kids were playing chess and they were the pieces was adorable. Those were my favorite. And it was adorable, actually, as well. And did you, did you like those scenes? Some of this, uh, that scene in particular, I didn't really enjoy. I, I thought it was a little pointless to the story, and I didn't really feel it was needed. Oh, it was adorable, though, and they were dancing. Like yeah, you know, I guess. And it, it was basically like the person who was in charge learned how to put all his pieces so that we could defend themselves. I guess it was a more entertaining way of teaching them chess for them. Pretty much. That's exactly it. And I like feel like I'm going to teach my mom how to play chess that way. And were there any lessons learned? No, I don't think so. There were subjects in this film that sort of tried to teach you a lesson. 
but I didn't really feel any thing that would, I didn't really see the thing they were trying to teach. And what were the subjects? Well, they go into some pretty deep subjects in this film. I didn't expect that, that like, very deep social subjects, and I didn't expect from a film like this. Like, there's a, there's some sad scenes where it's, I can't really say it because the scene kind of spoils something, so. Well, that's actually probably the best idea. Okay, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about some fantastic shot subjects such as Endgame, Jason Bourne, Suicide Squad, and all the different. And our sponsor for the day is Giddy, brought to you by Shout Factory. And right now, I am talking to Benjamin, who is 11 years old and currently in Washington, D.C., about Endgame. So let's continue on with our topic. What did you think about, like, did you learn anything that you didn't already know about these Mm. subjects? No. And was this, like, a comedy, a love story, or a drama? It's kind of a drama. There are some happier scenes. And they, the, at times, they do try to have some comedy. I personally wasn't a big fan of the comedy because sometimes I thought they took it a little too far in some of the jokes. So you thought it was like a, li- like a mainly drama? Yes. And this is actually a really great film all about chess. Now, do you know how to play chess? Yeah, and it was nice. Chess isn't represented in a lot of movies compared to basketball or football, so I thought it was interesting to see chess at the forefront of a film. And what did you think? Do you think that chess can be accepted as a sport, or do you think that it's something that just goes out nowhere because it doesn't really have, uh, you don't have to do running or exercise or anything like that? I think it's a sport, but it's less focused on physical aspects and more mental aspects. That's what I think. I think that this should be a big, huge sport for many kids and that everybody should really learn how to play it because it is a very great, great topic, really, for many children. What did you think about all the different characters and the way that they showed their emotions and basically, like, the way that they made this so realistic? Because I know this is actually based off a true event, and so this is a, basically a true story. How do you think they made that? Well, there are parts that I didn't believe actually happened, because some scenes were incredibly stylized. Like, it, there were one or two scenes that I really didn't think that would happen. So yeah. they did an okay job betraying the true events and adding some... They added some stuff in some of the work, some of it didn't. So they did an okay job with doing that. And were you shocked? Were you shocked to see all the little facts that they showed at the end of the movie? Because I really did not know any of this really happened. And then, you know, it said that they won for seven straight years after that championship. So what did you think about all of those amazing facts that they gave at the end? Yeah, I had never heard of this school period. So it was interesting to see their story laid out in the film. Yes, because when they do that, these movies are mainly here to show us history or what happened in this particular genre, basically. So it's good when they show like the little things that happened afterwards because sometimes you don't even know about the subject because it wasn't like Washington defeated the British or anything like that. It wasn't as big as for the entire nation as it was just for that school or Texas. Yeah. 
And that's amazing that he actually got into college. So that's another reason why it should be a sport, because you can go to college for having this, and it really does help you quite a bit. And what did you think about when Jose and his Abuelita, Abuelita which is grandmother in Spanish, uh, when they were playing chess, and she was basically teaching him, okay, this is what you do with your knight, and this is what you do with your rook and all that, when she was teaching them home away from home? I, I really liked that character, so I felt like almost every scene with her, I liked. Well, she is actually a great, amazing person. Her name is uh, uh, Yvonne Cole, and she is actually a very good actress, and she's been in quite a bit, of, uh, quite a few films, and she is very famous. And I really like the fact that they brought many people who have done like many uh, movies and everything, and basically brought them into this film which is really great for everybody because they'll learn different things. How many stars do you give this? I'd give this film three stars because it had its issues, but it also had some good things about it, and I liked the ending, and it kind of surprised me. And also, I liked some of the characters. Oh, well, what would you change to make this a better film? Some scenes I could I would tweak out of the film, and... So there are parts of scenes that I, I didn't really think needed to be there. Oh, and what do you think the age range for this would be? Um, 12 to 16. I thought this film actually surprised me. It has some dark subjects that could upset younger children. It has some language and some crude humor. Well, thank you so much for this interview. I had a pleasure talking with you, Benjamin. I had a pleasure talking to you as well. Let's take a break. I'm Morgan Bria Birch, age 11 and a half, currently on sunny LA, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction. The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C. and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 
Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. We didn't invent Kid Talk. We perfected it. And at a very young age, you're listening to Voice America Kids. tuned in to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids channel turn off your phone another movie review is coming up hey and welcome back you're listening to kids first coming attractions on the voice america kids network today we are talking about some amazing things such as endgame jason Bourne, suicide squad and all the different Next, we will be discussing Jason Bourne with Jerry, who is 14 years old and currently in sunny L.A. So, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How about you? I am doing great. Now, I have actually seen prior Jason Bourne movies. Have you seen any of um, the prior ones? I can't say I have. I have read a lot of, I've read some of the stories about the Jason Bourne, and I've Kind of watched a few clips from the movies, but I haven't watched the full movies. No. Oh well, did it make sense? Even if you don't like, you if you are a Jason Bourne fan, but you want to check it out, and this is the first one you've seen. I'd have to say that it would make sense. The film does an excellent job of explaining somewhat what's going on. I think it's a good idea. You don't have to watch the previous three films and read all the books and read everything related to this, but I think it's a good idea to actually just read the plot of Jason Bourne to understand what his character is and what his story is. And I honestly think that's all you have to do because the story does do a pretty good job of explaining who the character is, who their friends, who the enemies are, and what's going on in the movie. So I'd say no, you don't. And what's the plot of this film? The plot is Jason Bourne, and he is kind of living off the grid. He's kind of hiding from the CIA and all of that. And then he goes back on the grid when his best friend, his friend, comes and she tells him that she has all this intel from the CIA. He goes back on the grid, and he tries to get it online. He tries to find about his past, and the CIA starts coming after him, and it's this big action and dramatic movie that's full of car chases and fight sequences and so much more. Well, I'm taking there are a bunch of stunts. What did you think about the stunts? I think they did fantastic. There are some older actors in this film, and... Either they got stunt doubles, which were very good, or the actors did themselves, and they all did fantastic. You could barely notice a difference, if even notice a difference between the stunt doubles and the actors. And all the stunts were beautifully done, like jumping off buildings or driving cars under other cars. It was ridiculous. It was amazing, and I enjoyed every bit of it. Well, that does sound like quite an exciting film, like most of its films. Uh, where does the story take place? Because a couple of the other Jason Bourne films have, like take place in China. And they take place all over the globe. So where does this one take place? Ironically, this film takes place all over the globe. First, you're in Greece, then you're in London, and the whole film ends in Las Vegas, but I'm not going to spoil it. There are so many different locations and changes, and mostly it's in Europe and the United States. I don't 
think that they go anywhere else, but it's definitely so many locations, and they did a pretty fantastic job of showing the locations. Like, when they were in Greece, it was the beginning scene. They had this huge riots and protests going on in Greece, and I just thought that was kind of interesting how they took that to their advantage, the, the location, and then they decided to add something like that. You don't usually see those in action films. This is a unique film, for sure. And this is mainly about spying and spies. So what did you think about, like, the spying in the film and the sneakiness and, you know, all the action scenes when they do that? I honestly have to say that Jason Bourne himself doesn't really do that much spying. I'd say that the CIA kind of does some spying, and it's pretty interesting. It's It looks very realistic. It's not like the kind of more fantasy spying where they have all these gadgets and super weapons. It actually looks like real. It looks like what they're really doing. And it was pretty interesting because they had all this technology where they're enhancing images and it was very unique and made me curious of if that works like that in real life. Did you learn anything from this film or was it like basically just all about the CIA and all that? You know, I have to say this film really doesn't have any moral or messages in it. It's mostly just action scenes and extremely intense and full of car chases and people fighting each other and all of that. I'd say this is definitely not a film to learn something from. And who was your favorite character or actor in the film? Uh, that's pretty hard. I'd have to say Heather Lee, who is one of the people in the CIA. She's played by Elisa Vikander. And what I really like about her is... Her character is awesome, just plain awesome, and and uh, Lisa Vikander does a wonderful job playing her, but she is very unique because she, I'm not going to spoil anything, but she sees what the CIA is doing wrong and wants to change that, and she even bluntly says in the film that, of course, not breaking the fourth wall, that she wasn't in the previous films. She's a newcomer, so I thought that was pretty cool, too. Well, the way they have girl power in this film as well as boy power, now that's what I call awesome. What did you think about the graphics? I thought the special effects were absolutely beautiful. There wasn't that many because, like I said, most of it was actual real stunts, but there were have to be some special effects. There were some fire special effects and all of that. And they did a perfect job. It looked very realistic and definitely fit the scenes. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today we are talking about some great topics such as Endgame, Jason Bourne, Suicide Squad, and all the different. And right now, I am talking to Jerry about Jason and the sport. What? How is the music in this film? There is definitely a really strong soundtrack that does support the action and dramatic scenes, but the problem is not every single scene is action-packed and full of drama. There are some scenes when they're just talking, and then in those scenes, the soundtrack is definitely not meant for the scenes and a little pushy and quite out of place. So overall, I think it's fantastic, but sometimes it's just not right for the scene. That does make sense. Is this a comedy, a love story, a drama, action? I, you, at first you think this is a love story, but this is definitely not a love story. I don't see one bit of romance in this film. Also, this is definitely not a film to get a laugh out. There is, I don't think, no, there's not one single joke. There may be some irony laughs, but otherwise there's not one purposeful joke in the whole film. This is definitely a drama and an action to make you kind of excited, get your adrenaline pumping, and to just make you see the car chases and people fighting, the intensity of the characters and all of that. And would you change anything in this film? Why or why not? Uh, like I said, the soundtrack a little too much in some scenes. And also, I have to say that cinematography during the 
action scenes when characters are fighting with each other was a little too jumpy with their cuts and not very stable. I understand that action scenes like to do that in films, but it honestly made me dizzy after a while and I could not understand what was going on or who was winning or what, what the plot was even trying to explain. Now, were you happy or disappointed with this final film? Because this is supposed to be the final film of this franchise. I definitely thought I really did enjoy it, and I don't know if this would be the final film. I'm not going to spoil anything, but based off how it ended, it does look like they are going to make another one. But I overall enjoyed the film, although I thought there were some little kinks with it. It was overall a great film. So that does mean that they did leave it open for a spinoff of the story? It does look like the ending has an opportunity for another film. Well, that's simply great. Who was your favorite villain in these new, in this movie? Or in these movies, because it's a franchise. It's kind of hard to say in this specific movie who the villain is, because either they're working for the CIA, and is the CIA the bad guy, or is Jason Bourne the bad guy? So I honestly don't want to spoil the story, so I'm not going to say who's the villain, who's the good guy, because it really depends on how you look at it. It's like a no-villain situation. And how was the cinematography in this film? Since you said they went all almost all over the world. Uh, it was okay. Like I said, the action scenes when people are fighting each other was a little too jumpy and the cuts were not stable. But overall, it was fantastic because there were pretty big shots of cars chasing each other and people flying off buildings and all of that. So considering that they captured all of that so well, it is pretty phenomenal. And what do you see the age range is for this film? It is rather mature. There's not that much language, but there is quite a lot of violence and gore and just an intense story. So I'd give an age rating of 12 to 18. Oh, well, okay, that makes sense. How many stars would you get this film? Because of a few kinks, I mentioned the cinematography and the soundtrack. I give it four out of five stars because it still does have fantastic acting and a very unique story. Well, thank you so much for this. And it was really a pleasure talking to you, Jerry. No problem. Thanks for letting me talk about it. And let's take a break. I'm Morgan Brianne Birch, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. And our sponsor today is Giddy, brought to you by Shout Factory. Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, Washington, D.C., and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. 
Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Traction. We were just talking about the films Jason Bourne and also Endgame. And right now we're going to talk to Nathaniel, who is 10 and from Boulder, about the new film Suicide Squad. So, Nathaniel, how are you doing? I am doing very well. Awesome. So, can you tell us about this film? Suicide Squad is a film where uh, pretty much they, uh, since uh, Batman vs. Superman was before this, they're all talking about how Superman is dead and blah, blah, blah. And they're saying, what if the new Superman just decided to take off the lid of the White House and capture the president or did something bad? So they gather this group of villains together and uh, they uh, land bombs in their necks. So if they uh, don't, if they disobey them, then they get blown up. So pretty much they are using villains to do good things. Now, this kind of seems like a no-win or lose situation because although they are villains, they have bombs in their necks and are pretty much being forced as slaves. So do you think there are any good guys or bad guys in this film? Well, it is pretty hard to tell if people are a good guy or if someone is a bad guy. It's pretty confusing when you think about, okay, so is this person a good guy? Like, I know that they're, like, good, but are they doing good things? Yeah, I have to agree with you on that one. So, what did you think about this film? I really did like the storyline. It was very good, but it is pretty scary. I'm not trying to brag, but... I can handle uh, scary movies, like, uh, well, not scary movies, but intense movies. And this one was, uh, I'm still going to say it's pretty scary, since even for me, it is scary. By scary, do you mean it's a very intense and dramatic film, or do you think it's actually, like, could fit in the horror genre as a horror film? No, it's just intense, because it's just people are going around and shooting. Because uh, you just hear lots of gunfire. And the first time I heard, like, gunfire, I just flinched and jumped back in my seat. So you'd say and that... there's, like, 
breaking through glass and combat, and it's just pretty, it's an action film, so it's pretty fast-paced. So we just talked about the film uh, Jason Bourne, and we were kind of talking about how that film is also an action film, and the cinematography is very jumpy and kind of uncontrolled in that film. So what do you think about the cinematography in this film, since it's also an action? It is pretty good, even though they're, like, moving quickly. Um, the cameraman or the drone or whatever is keeping up with them, and it looks really good. Since they're, like, jumping, like and fighting and just doing all of this combat and at the end and in some parts you can't tell it's like is this reality or is this someone's backstory and uh it gets kind of confusing well at least it was for me so you say that the story is kind of confusing the way they portray it yeah well it's kind of confusing but i still really do like the story now, a lot of reviewers all over kind of said that this film was very wacky and kind of all over the place. So what did you think about it? Like, do you think it was a little blacker? Do you think it was pretty intense and it did a fantastic job? I really do think it was intense and it was pretty wacky and just fast paced. So, um, yeah, and since uh, these people are crazy, mostly Harley Quinn and the Joker... Those are definitely the craziest people, but it's kind of uh, funny to see the crazy and the bad people uh, trying to be good. That does sound pretty fun. You're listening to Kids First Contractions on the Voice of America Kids Network, and today we talked about the films Endgame, Jason Bourne, and right now we're talking about Suicide Squad with Nathaniel. We're kind of just talking about how it is very wacky, but it's also very serious and intense. And my next question has to do with the acting, because any film needs to have good acting to be a great film, and the cast is legendary with names like Will Smith, who plays Deadshot, or Margot Robbie, who plays Harley Quinn, or even Jared Leto, who plays the Joker. So how do you think they did? I think that they did really good, because... I never really um, thought as them as, oh, this is that guy who was in Men in Black. I just thought, oh, this is Deadshot. Because they played their roles so well that I was completely captivated. And I, I don't think that I thought for a second who they really were. I also have to say that the makeup on each character was so heavy. Like, I did not recognize any of them until I looked at the cast list. It was like... It's amazing how much makeup can do to you. So, what do you think about the soundtrack, if there is a soundtrack in this film? Well, uh, can I say uh, to before when you said with the makeup? Yeah. Um, as you may have seen in the trailer, Killer Croc, who uh, he is played by uh, someone whose name I cannot yet pronounce. And this is this, this big dude, and you can't even see like who he is. He just looks like this character, and as I said in my review, the makeup is so good, it looks nothing like him. It just looks like a huge, scaly crocodile. I shall try to pronounce his name. I believe his first name is Ottawa. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. But, yeah, whoever did the makeup, the makeup department in this film really did a stupendous job. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. So, did the story ever bore you at times, or were you at the edge of your seat the whole film? Well, there were some parts that were um, kind of slow, 
but those parts usually talked about like what's going to happen next and their plans and whatever so um that was really cool so it never really bored me and i and that's why i really like in film since i am i pretty much don't like boring stuff I don't think anybody likes boring scenes. And what would your what would be your favorite scene? My favorite scene, well, one of my favorite scenes is mostly near the end. Just one of the scenes that I thought was pretty cool was um when a uh, dead shot, um when they got him in this room and there were these fully loaded guns, and this dude's like freaking out, and then he like shoots above him. And he's, like, astounded that they're giving him this real gun. And it's pretty funny. It does sound hilarious. Do you think this film could be considered a comedy? Yes, parts of it can. Um, well, most of it is... There's some funny parts. And um, I really do like all of the funny parts. And do you think that the comedy was nice and original and not cheesy? Um, well, some of it was cheesy, and some of it was original. Well, that's kind of 50-50. And how many stars do you give this film? I'd probably give this film 4 out of 5 stars, since it is pretty scary, but I really do like it. And how about an age range? Um, I would probably say 12 to 18. Alright, well, thank you so much for talking to me about Suicide Squad. If you'd like to check out this film, it is now in theaters near you. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orris, and you're listening to Kids First Come Attractions. This show is sponsored by Gibby by Shout Factory. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. To become a Kids First film critic, enter one of our local campaigns running throughout the year or join our national campaign this fall. We are looking for kids ages 7 to 16 who love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to see movies before anyone else does. All you need to do to enter is submit a written and videotaped review of one of our selected films and then reach out to your friends and family to vote for you. This summer, join us at one of our Kids First film critics boot camps in three cities, New York, Washington, D.C. and Martha's Vineyard, where you can learn how to critique films and practice your on-camera and acting skills. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org for more information. Hurry, our Kids First Film Critics Boot Camps are filling up fast. Join our team of youth reporters and help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose to go see. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Show the world your smile. 
be the star you are. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with hosts Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany. On Tuesdays at noon Pacific, teens talk and the world listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio on Voice America Kids. Come play with us at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm Jerry Ors, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just talked about the film Suicide Squad. Right now, we're going to move on to another film, and this one is called All the Difference, and we're going to be speaking to Morgan, who is 11 and lives in Hollywood. And so, Morgan, what did you think about this film? Um, I really like this film because PBS is usually known for doing educational stuff, and this is very educational because... Basically, the lesson was, if you take a former gang member and bring them into college, what's going to happen? Are they going to go back to gangs? Are they going to stay in college and graduate and then change their lives? And it basically said there is, like, there's a better way for a lot of people who are doing gangs and doing that stuff. That there's another way that you can change your life and switch it around and make it better. Now, this story sounds very inspirational, you know, and... I just really liked the concept, and I thought that it was so good to show that that people could really do anything they achieve if they put their mind to it. So do you think that the film made it seem inspirational? Yes, I think it was actually very inspirational, and I really like the fact that they did that as well. And this film is around 80 minutes long. Do you think that's an appropriate length for the story and what they're trying to show? It was okay. I think it was a pretty good length for this film because... It wasn't very, it wasn't really, really too slow and it wasn't really too fast, so it was, a, it was at a perfect pace. And overall, what did you think about the film? Like, what did you think about the cinematography and the storyline and everything? There wasn't much cinematography in this film because it's mainly about them going to college and their daily life, but it was real photography and all real footage, to tell you the truth. So, like, you really just see pictures of their houses and everything. It wasn't like in uh, a couple of other movies where they basically show you waterfalls and all that amazing stuff. It, and it followed their real life. So this is, it was for actually, they told me seven years, and they went for a very long time following people. And they actually went to games and said, okay, you know what? Uh, they asked them and everybody st- stood out and was like, oh, yeah, we'd love to do this, you know? And then... So they started out with 75 people wanting to do this, and then he said, you know what, uh, we're going to follow you 24-7, and we're going to make sure that we get everything in your life. And then half of them, half of them stepped out because they were like, we don't want you seeing us, you know, going back into the games or doing anything like that. So they basically stepped out and said they didn't want to do it because of that particular reason. You know, that's what I really love about PBS documentaries. They really show you the real thing. They don't just show you... 
some educational material. They actually show you what's really going on in people's lives that you may not know about. They do an excellent job about it. So what did you think about the director? He's an Oscar, he, I think he's a nominated Oscar director. His name is Todd Lending. How do you think he did? Oh, I think he did great, actually. He really did an awesome job of directing this film, and I think he did a really good job because he really didn't have to, do, like, tell them what to do or anything. Like, you know, he, he let it flow very naturally, and that's what I liked about it. And that was really amazing. And plus, he didn't feel like he really critiqued anything, and that's what made it so original and yet so propelling and complex. And, real very realistic it wasn't yeah. like portrayed the character it was the real people playing the real characters basically them playing themselves that is really good when they don't edit it at all and just put it pure as it could be speaking of editing how is the editing because although it may not seem like it the hardest editing job is when there's really not that much to edit at all because you need to keep it pure, but you also want to cut out some parts that aren't fit for the film and then compile seven years into 80 minutes. So how do you think the editing was? Uh, the editing was actually really great. To tell you the truth, I've been in situations like that when I interview people, I'm like, I don't know what they cut because I was through what they've been through. Like, people can talk and they're amazing and you don't want to cut anything out because you want it to keep it real. And the editing in this was really great, and it was very realistic as well. And it left you wanting to, like, know more about these characters and these people, actually. It made you feel like, what's going to happen with your life after, you know? What's going to happen? And that's what I really liked about it. It was kind of made you on the edge of your seat, kind of, because it kept you perplexed and wanting to know more. Yeah, I absolutely love when documentaries really make you curious about what they're explaining. You're listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. And today we talk about the films Jason Bourne, Ed Game, and Suicide Squad. Right now we're talking to Morgan about all the difference. And Morgan was just talking about how she wanted to know what happened after the story ended, how after the documentary ended, what happened to the kids they showed, and how did they come out, and all of that. So, Morgan, you speak about multiple times how this is educational. What did you learn from the film? One of the reasons of the executive producer, Wes Moore, who I had the pleasure of meeting, he's an absolute sweetheart, along with the two people who this film was based off on, I got to meet actually both, um, all three of them, and they were similarly fantastic, really. You basically learned that they wondering, like, what's going to happen with people after they go to college and everything, and basically showing them a different way, that basically people can show gang members that there are different opportunities for them, and that they don't have to really, uh, don't have to keep on living their life trying to sell stuff and do all the stuff that they've been, that they were doing, but that they can do something else. And I actually, I asked one of them, I said, are the gang member, members happy that you graduated college and that you found a different way, or are they mad because a couple of them, you know, will probably be like, oh, don't teach other people the right way, you know, and that stuff. And that they wanted them to kind of go back to the gangs or anything, and he said no, that they were actually very proud of him, and that they were wanting to go to college themselves and that they were very happy for them. And the, direct, the executive producer picked out people, he picked out these specific, these two specific people because it could go either way with them. They could go back to the games or they could graduate and make a different life and a better life. And that's what really was so great about the film is that you were like, what are they going to do next? And that's one of the reasons why it was so propelling and perplexed because they could have gone either way. 
you know, I watched the trailer. My favorite quote from the whole trailer was, it only takes one generation to change a family. That is so true. You can either work extremely hard and you can go to college, you can get a good job, live in a good neighborhood, and have your kids live a much, much better life than you may have. Or you can go into the gangs and make your kids grow up with that and just continue a very painful, endless cycle. And I think it's so true, and, that, and this film really shows that so well. Do you think that would be the moral of the film, or do you think something else would be? No, I think this really would be the moral of the film because it is true, and that is exactly what happened, really. So that would be the main main reason, really. And their parents their parents were even in gangs and everything, so they lived in the gangs, really. And they're part of it, and they, they did a lot of gang activity. But uh, once they first reached college, you know, they finally lost a couple of friends and everything. They basically said, this is not right. We need to change our lives. And... Now it's kind of like, what will their kids do? I'm hoping that they'll make a second documentary of what their kids' lives will be like. Because that would be exciting to see. That would be interesting. I'm definitely going to check out this film, and I check that out, too. How many stars do you give this film, and why? I have to give this film four and a half stars, because it's a great film, and the people who this film was based on really did a great job, and this is actually a really great documentary for people to learn about. And that this is a subject that should be known about more about, really. I definitely agree with you on that. And do you have a favorite scene? Um, my favorite scenes are probably the ones where they're in the middle of college and they're trying to learn and, like, they're trying to study and they're trying to work their hardest and they're talking to their counselors and our counselors are like, you need help with this, this, and this, and then they try and fix that. That's what I really like because it was so natural and so real. And I also like the scenes when... They were, when one of the kids went to his grandmother because his grandmother was actually really funny and that he was really hysterical, really. His name is Robert Henderson III, and uh, he his parents were killed. His, his mom was killed when he was only a baby, and then his dad basically had to go off to prison because of what he had done. So he lived with his mother forever, really. His grandmother, really. And she, and she had seven kids. And she had taken uh, Robert Henderson as her own and basically raised him. And she didn't go to school. She didn't have running water or anything. She was a sharecropper. So she basically was teaching him what to do when she didn't even know what to do, really. And it, again, shows you how hard people's lives can be. Like you said, she has seven children. She doesn't have running water. She doesn't have a good education. And she's trying to take care of her kids. And it's so inspirational and so true. Now, what age recommendation do you give this film? She didn't have kids. Uh, it was Krishan's brothers and sisters. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. It's okay. Pardon, what was the question? What age range do you give this film? I would have to say the age range for this film would probably be 15 and up because adults will like this film and it does touch a very hard subject. So most younger children won't really quite understand it, but I completely can see their perspective and if you're older, you'll understand it better than if you were younger. And Krishan Branch, who was part of a gang member and his parent and his mother and his father were also in gang. He had to go, he, he was like doing a bunch of crazy stuff and he basically lost quite a few friends in many different ways. He even lost his own brother by a, a I want to say it was a bicycle accident and then a car hit him and he got shot with a gun. 
So he basically, he could have just quit and then like, my brother died, I'm just going to go down into depression, but instead he went through a different path and it ended the way that it did, which was wonderful. And he actually became an urban proper student advisor when Robert Henderson III became a high school math teacher in Colorado, which is actually quite funny because Robert was never really quite good at math, so he said, I understand it completely. He said, I know that kids don't know math, and he said, so I can't come from where they come from, and that was really funny. Hmm, that is pretty interesting. Well, thank you so much for talking to, me as, uh, talking to us about this wonderful documentary. If you'd like to see this documentary, I'll definitely check it out. It will be on PBS September 12th. Thanks so much for joining us. You have been listening to Kiss First Coming Attractions. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest films and DVD releases. And learn how you can become a Kiss First film critic. Go to www.kissfirst.org. Be sure to check out our blog in the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Gibby from Shout Factory. for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know more about which movies are playing and can make an informed decision. Tune in again next week.